0: A special guest speaker with us this morning. We want to make sure that we make him feel welcome. It's a great honor and privilege for him to be here this morning. Let's make Pastor Steve Reed welcome this morning. Okay, how's that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, uh, first of all, I want to say thank you for having me this morning. Um, you know, I watch your pastor on YouTube, or not YouTube, but on Facebook and all that. And, uh, I don't know why, is that Buddy Bell? Buddy Bell. Oh my goodness, he's came to my church. (laughs) Brother, I'm sorry you have to suffer through this this morning, but you're just glad to do it. (laughs) But, uh, it's a blessing to be here, it really is, you know, and, uh, we, uh, Susie and I, both have been. At, we pastored for about 28 years, and then I got delivered, and uh, so then I, <laughs> really, it's the people that got delivered. I <laughs> Listen, I pastored, but I, but I really, I really, I really wasn't a pastor. My calling is more apostolic, so I got real bored real quick. You know what I'm saying? I was ready to move on to the next thing, do the next thing, build the next thing, you know. And uh, But we did have some good churches, and we had some good people in them. And, uh, but Susie and I now have a retreat for pastors and missionaries. And it was, a, it was something the Lord spoke to me in 1990 and told me I would be doing. And uh, so we have this ministry over just south of Joplin, Missouri... And we let pa- uh, pastors and missionaries come there for free and stay five nights in beautiful accommodations, you know. Everybody asks how we pay for it. Well, this is what I do right here, you know what I'm saying. Uh, every t- everything we take up in offerings when we go out goes right back into the brook. Amen. We take that to improve it, uh, you know, do better things for the pastors. Uh, some pastors, we have to pay for them to come, you know. And, uh, but it's just, it's really cool. I get to meet so many pastors from all over. We have them from France Italy, we've had them from Spain, we've had them from uh, Canada, we've had them from Africa, South Africa, and we even had them from Oklahoma, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, but anyway, it, it is really cool to do, uh, I go out about twice a month and minister, uh, I try to kind of space it out that way, all I am at the brook is I'm the handyman. My wife runs everything. This is my wife, Susie. And she, listen, you don't want me scheduling nothing, and you don't want me cleaning anything. You know what I'm saying? She gives me a list and says, this needs to be fixed. That needs to be replaced. And by the way, you need to mow grass. Okay. So, so listen, we had an agreement when we got married. We've been together since seventh grade. Yeah. I don't know how in the world she's put up with me, but she has. Bless her heart. Listen, nowhere do we go ever. When, we, when, when people that know us, we, this has never happened ever in our ministry. They have looked at me and said, I'll be praying for you. They look at her, though, every time and say, sister, we're praying for you. Okay? And you'll understand why by the time we get done. All right? But um, so her, her and I, we've been together forever and doing this, you know, and doing ministry and everything else. We have four children, two boys and two girls. We have eight grandchildren. And, uh, you know, if the grandkids, if I'd have known they'd been that much fun, we'd have skipped the kids, I guarantee you. You know, it's like, yeah. And uh, my kids already know that. It's like, you know, (laughs) they always say, you didn't let us do that. And I said, that's right. What are you going to do about it? You know what I'm saying? It's like... Yeah, they're always telling me stuff like that. I said, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, send your complaints. You know, write I give them a little piece of paper like that. Write your complaint down. You know what I'm saying? It's like and they said, "Well, you guys." I told them, I said, I know we weren't good parents, but we'd never had kids before. We didn't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? It's like you know, it's like I always have people tell me this. after your age. I said, I don't know how. I just became this age. How do you act your age when you have never been there? You know, I don't want to get old and grumpy. You know what I'm saying? Uh. Uh-uh. I watch too many people do that, man. You know, I like. It. Listen, there ain't nothing like serving God, man. I'm telling you what. The greatest, greatest thing in the world is serving God. And I was a Southern Baptist boy. Got filled with the Holy Ghost. They didn't know what to do with me, so they kicked me out. <laughs> I got filled with the Holy Ghost in June was going to Ramah in August. Oh, and now I'm sitting under Pastor Bob Yandian. So I'm, I'm getting Brother Hagin, Bob Yandian. I'm getting Jeff Jackson. I'm getting all these people. And they're, they're just feeding into me, man. And I'm just sitting there like, ha, oh, you know. I remember one time, this, at that time, Dean Moffat was, was the dean. He asked me, he said, how in the world did you end up at Ramah? I said, I don't know. Why in the world did you guys approve me? There was nothing on my application should have got me into Rhema. Because my pastor wrote this letter. Okay, they said you had to have a pastor's recommendation. Well, you can imagine what my pastor's recommendation was. My pastor looked at me. He goes, yeah, give that to me. I'm going to fill it out. Boy, he filled her out too. But they let me in, you know. And then Pastor Bob set me up front. <laughs> I found that later, so he'd keep an eye on me. Because <laughs> I didn't know. See, I was I started off ushering because I can't help it. Out. Listen, uh, buddy, knows that if you if you got serving in you, you got to serve. Right. See, we went to we went to Bob's church and we said this, Pastor Bob. We said this. We're not going to do nothing for about six months. The second week, I'm already ushering, and she's working nursery. Second week. And here I am, I'm in the very back. Well, everybody come in, I'm laying hands on them, praying for them, everything, man. I'm thinking that's what ushers are supposed to do. <laughs> I got people, my, they're falling out and everything in my, my thing. And Pastor Bob told the head usher, he said, you need to get him up front.
1: And
0: boy, they moved me up front, man. I was right there, you know. And, of course, I followed Pastor Bob everywhere. <laughs> he was in Target one day buying something. And man, I came around the corner and there's Pastor Bob. Well, I was nervous around him and everything else. I wanted to tell my mom that here's Pastor Bob. So I turned around and I said, Mom. And I turned around Pastor Bob's standing right there. And I said, this is Bob White. Where is he? <laughs>
1: and Pastor Bob went. He just starts backing up. I said, no, no, no. No. <laughs>
0: And then I went home. I said, Oh my God, it's Susie. I said, like, Oh, she's going to. Sure enough, he thought I was crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And later I'm telling him the story. He goes, That was you? <laughs> See, I shouldn't have told the story. He didn't know it's me. Now he knows it's me, you know? And so, anyway, I, I just praise God. See, what I love about this morning, you let tongues and interpretation come forth. Oh, Do you know how many churches I go to supposed to be spirit-filled churches? And they won't even let nothing happen. We was in one one day, tongue interpretation broke out. I'm like, yeah, and the pastor gets up and apologizes for it. And he's supposed to be a charismatic leader. And I'm I'm like, what in the world is wrong? That's what brought me and Susie in. I was a Southern Baptist boy, got filled with the Spirit, went to a service like this, heard that thing happen. I was like, man, i got to get more of that. It didn't run me off. It drug me in. Because I was tired of not hearing from God. Now all of a sudden I'm being able to hear from Him. So that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Now, let me ask you something right now. How many of you believe this Scripture verse? Now listen to this. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. When I read this verse the first time in my life, scared me to death. I ain't kidding you. I'm like, this is impossible. Why? Because I read it when I was young in the Lord, and I thought, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. Because I know me. I was really an idiot. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm really just dumb about stuff. Now, you think Manford. Okay, how many of you think Manford's a small town? All right, about a third of you. All right, so I grew up in Pilot Knob, Missouri. Five hundred and thirty-two people, and it's still five hundred and thirty-two people. My dad said it's because every time somebody's born, somebody has to leave town. <laughs> 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 I, I don't know whether that's true or not, but it's, okay. okay. So I read this verse one time, and it just—oh my goodness—I was like going, "This is impossible." It said, "Therefore," and we all know what they say: "Therefore is therefore a reason." Okay? So he says, therefore, now because of all the knowledge you've just learned through the first four chapters, listen what he says. Be imitators of God as dear children. Oh, my goodness. Therefore, be imitators, and we know that word means to mimic somebody. Watch them, see what they do, and do it. Yeah. Now I'm sitting there, I'm going, okay, Lord, now, okay. I think this has been a misprint. <laughs> I think they messed it up because how in the world am I supposed to imitate God? How am I supposed to be like him? And, you know, I'm asking the Lord all this, and he says, how do you imitate anybody? You watch them, and you get to learn from them, and you listen to them. Now, see, there are people who, when I go back to my hometown, my dad's name was Sam Reed, okay? Okay. Everybody knew Sam, Sam grew, Sam had been there forever, had a lumberyard there. My dad had a lumberyard in Pilot, Knob, Missouri, now 532 people. And people would ask him, what do you do for a living? He said, I own the largest lumber company in town. <laughs> it was the only one, but they didn't know that, okay? Made him sound like he's real bad, <laughs> I'm a big bad, you know, okay. So when I go back there, there are things that I do, people will say, man, that's Sam Reed right there. I imitate my dad. I act like him in certain things, certain expressions on my face. Now, how many of you know that if we're going to imitate God, then we got to know what he's like, what he likes. I, listen, I could tell you what foods my dad liked. I could tell you what foods he didn't like. I could tell you that if he went to a potluck dinner, Susie can tell you this, my dad watched who brought in what. My dad wasn't mean. <laughs> He watched who brought what in and sat down because he was only going to eat from the ones he trusted. Oh, yeah. I've seen my dad a lot of times go, who, 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 who brought that right there? He'd be at church, you know, he'd go, who brought that right there? I'd say, Susie, okay. You know, I got, who brought that right there? And I'd tell him, Mm-mm. okay, go on. It was just him. So I knew my dad. I knew what he liked. I knew what he didn't like. I knew, you know, so whenever I did his funeral, you know what I'm saying, I knew that I knew what my dad would want me to say, and I knew what he didn't want me to say. My dad did not want me to be gloomy and, oh, Sam. So I told him, I said, many of you don't know, my dad was a magician. they all like, Sam? I said, yeah, every time his belt came off, my pants went down. He was amazing. Now, all of them didn't know whether to laugh or not. They just kept, They were just like, oh, oh, oh. I said, it's okay. My dad told me I could tell that joke. Okay? But how many of you now see, because I knew him? Well, see, here it says, therefore be imitators of God. Now, let me take it then. If we're, if we, now, how many people believe that if it wasn't possible, God wouldn't tell us that? Right? I mean, He just tells it. Now, so go over to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10, if you've got your Bibles there. Acts chapter 10, and uh, we're going to look in verse 38. Familiar verses, scripture verses. I'm not going to share nothing with you today, this earth shattering. Listen, everything I got, I got from somebody. <laughs> I got nothing new. <laughs> if I do, you better run. <laughs> okay? If it's new, oh, I got a new revelation. Okay, now, listen to this. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, which we know that's speaking of his humanity, right? He's not calling him Jesus of Christ, Jesus the Lord. It says, Jesus of Nazareth, talking his humanity. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with what? Power. Power. See, that's what I missed for a long time. Oh, I, ha- I had the Holy Spirit because I got born again. And all you could ask me as a Baptist guy, you know, like, a, uh, you got the Holy Spirit? Yes. Now, I had uh, a bunch of crazy people like you coming in the lumberyard. Tell me, you got the Holy Ghost? Yeah. You speak in tongues? No. That's of the devil. Except for my wife. She speaks in tongues, but that's because she's just different. But no, I'll stay away from that stuff. So then you so you you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes. So you speak in tongues? No. Oh, I'd get mad? Quit asking me that kind of stuff. And then one night, I, okay, I had to do something dumb. My sister-in-law gave me some tapes by Bob and called Holy Spirit Oil and Wine. So I told Susie, I said, I'm going to prove your sister's wrong. And I'm going to prove this guy wrong. Watch this. Sit back and watch and Learn. Mr. Theologian here is going to prove that man don't know what he's talking about. So I'm listening to his cassette tapes. You remember the cassette tapes where you got a pencil with them? And so I pop on those tapes and I'm sitting there listening to them and I'm rewinding them and I'm looking up the scripture and I'm rewinding it and I'm looking up the scripture and all of a sudden I went oh oh Susie's like what? And I said I I can't prove him wrong. Matter of fact, everything I look at is right. What am I going to do? And she goes, well, I don't know. I guess you're going to have to ask the Lord. So she went on to bed. She gets in there in bed, and I go in there on the couch, and I kick back, and I'm looking out the skylight. And I said, Lord, now I'm confused because I said, I got people telling me to stay away from this. I got some people telling me I have to have it. And here's the deal. <laughs> See, when you're young in the Lord and you're dumb, he lets you get by with stuff that he won't let me get by with today. <laughs> you know, if I went in my office and said, Okay, Lord, this is the deal. He'll say, Oh, right? Uh-huh, yeah, big boy, you know. Just find out if this is a deal or not. But back then, he just put up with my stupidness, you know. He goes, What is it? I said, If you want me to have this, I want it. If you don't want me to have it, I'll never ask for it again. And it was about two seconds later. And this little Baptist boy was just shandai, 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 shandai. (laughs) Jumping all over the room. Got my hands up. I'm like going, I can't dance. I'll go to hell. I can't
1: dance. (laughs) My mind's telling me that. You're going to hell. And my feet's going, "Woo! I've been waiting for this for 25.
0: Man, I ran in the bedroom. I'm like, Sue, get up, get up, get up. She said, What happened to you? I said, like, I not got filled with the Holy Ghost. She goes, Praise
1: the Lord.
0: Oh, yeah. Then I was yes, I went completely. I tell you what I did the next day. I couldn't wait to get up to go tell my pastor. <laughs>
1: Woo! I got good news for you. I, said, I done spoke in tongues.
0: It wasn't good news to him. See, my good news and his good news were on different pages. And that started my process. But then the next thing I knew, I had power. All of a sudden, then when I'm praying for people, they're getting healed. And then I start seeing things start happening. And I'm like, whoa, I've told this don't happen anymore. Somebody done lied to me. Because it's happening. I'm starting to see things happen. Didn't happen before. I'm starting to see things in our finances, things in our just everyday life. I'm like going, I found out. I wanted to talk about Jesus all the time. Let me tell you about Jesus. I was one of them crazy ones you'd see. Uh uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. Get get away from him. It got so nuts that as soon as I moved out to to Tulsa and we're going to Ramah, first thing I did, we walked by the Nanowski Center. And I claimed it for a Christian coffee house. I'm over there laying hands on the building. Walking around that building. Susie keeps telling me. Now see, the guys, listen to your wives. She keeps saying, honey, this looks a lot like the Rama buildings. Oh, no, babe. It's way over here. Ooh, Oh, thank you, Lord. I thank you this building mine. Woo, Lord, we're going to open up a coffee house. It's going to be great. Christians are going to come from all parts of the country. The next day at Rama. first thing brother hagen does is he gets up and he goes now i just want to mention something here he said i looked out my window i think i know where this is going but i'm not sure he goes that is my building over there he said, I saw somebody walking around laying their hands on it yesterday. <laughs> I mean, I'm hiding. I'm down in the chairs like this, peeking out. You know, like, uh, I said, ooh, ooh. Lord, don't tell him it was Steve Reed. Whatever you do, don't tell him. He goes, keep your hands off my building. <laughs> oh, I go home and tell Susie, I said, babe, that building belongs to Brother Hagen. We shouldn't pray over it. (laughs) Let's pray for blessings. Bless it, Lord. Bless it. Yeah. But at least I was doing something. See, this is what Bob the Indian told me one day. He said, at least you were doing something. Most people get filled with the Holy Ghost, and they think it's just so they can have them hackle bumps. You know what I'm saying? Like, ooh, you know. Like, no, it's to do something with it. Amen. So notice what it says here. It says, now God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about. How many of you, when you leave this building, you're going to win about? None of you. Well, what are you going to do? Just stay here all day? No, when we leave here, we went about. We go doing things. So, Jesus just went about his business, went about doing what he did every day. And notice this, isn't this sad when you got to tell Christians to do this? Listen to this. He went about doing good.
1: Isn't that awful
0: when you got to tell Christians, do good? They look at you like, what? Do good. When? All the time. Man, I didn't know that was my responsibility. I didn't know I had to do good. But isn't it something that Jesus went about doing good? What was doing good? Healing all the were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Now, I shared this one time at a pastor's meeting, and it was our town. You know, our town all got together, and I shared this. And this one preacher made a beeline for me, man, as soon as it was over with. He goes, I don't believe in healing. And I said, yes, you do. Boy, he looked at me, he goes, no, I don't. And I said, yes, you do. He goes, I'm telling you, I don't believe in healing. I said, yes, you do. And he goes, why would you say that? And I said, if you got a headache, what do you doing? He said, take an aspirin. I said, okay, you believe in healing. You just don't believe in the healer. I mean, if you try to get better, you believe in healing. If you want to stay sick, something's wrong. You probably need more help than I can give you today. But anytime I get sick, I try to get better. I don't like being sick. Sick's a bummer. You know what I'm saying? Well's better. Yeah. Well, if you're here this morning, you had sore knees. If you check your knees, they're better right now. That's true. Check your knees. That's true. I'm telling you. God just heals. when. I, listen, the healing follows the word, right? We've been talking about the Word. Guess what? Expect healing. Amen. Amen. Every time I hear the Word, I just, thank you, Lord, for healing. Amen. Because the Word brings healing. And notice what he did. He says, he went about doing good and healing all the royal oppressors of the devil. For God was with him. And I told this preacher, I said, if you don't experience healing, maybe God's not with you. If you ain't doing any good, what would God hang around for? He's not hanging around to hear your sermon. <laughs> Most preachers think God comes to churches to hear them. What's this, God? You're going to like this one. I don't think you've even heard this one. <laughs> you, can't, you, you cannot impress God with your amount of knowledge or your. I was telling him one night, we were down and, and meeting in Okmulgee, Oklahoma. Me and Pastor Bob were doing a meeting together, and Rick Renner walks in. And Pastor Bob leaned over to me, he goes, there won't be any Greek and Hebrew tonight. And I said, neither will there be any from me. Because, you know, Rick, he speaks Greek and Hebrew. So I'm not going to try to pronounce koinonia. He's probably going to look at me and go, that's not koinonia, that's koinonia. I'm like... Sorry, I'm from Pilate Knob. <laughs> or as you might say it, Pilate Knob. <laughs> Amen? It's like, so God is not impressed with our amount of knowledge or anything else. What he's impressed with is faith. Do we believe what we read? Now, here's the thing. Jesus went about doing all this. God tells us be imitators of God as your children. And then I want to read a scripture verse to you, the verse that probably scared me more than the other verse when I read this. Because you've got to remember, I'm young in the Lord. And all of a sudden, one day, I'm reading along in the book of John, and I came to red letters, and then Pastor Bob had to explain to me that Jesus preached in red. Because everything he says is in red. So when I read this in red, I knew Jesus said it. So if you go to John chapter 14, look in verse 12. <clears throat> John 14, verse 12. Is this my water up here? Okay, I hope so. Yep, sure. mm, that ain't water. <laughs> but we're in Oklahoma, so it's all right. Okay. <laughs> No wonder you're so lively around here. Yeah. Yeah. John 14, 12. You all, he should have warned you way ahead of time. This This is awful. All right. Now listen to this. Okay, so I'm reading in John chapter 14, and I come across this verse. And it's verse 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me. How many people believe in Jesus? All right. Now notice what he says. The works that I do he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Wow. I had to read that again because I thought that's a mistranslation. Somebody messed it up. Somebody somebody was trying to do this, and they just messed this verse all the pieces. So I looked it up, and I went to the Greek, and I looked it up, and it says, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. So I had, to, I had to start asking myself this. If I'm not seeing the works of Jesus in my life, what's, what's the problem? Is it God? Is it Jesus? Or is it me? I know that's a dumb question. Because I could ask that about anything. And it's always going to be me. If there's something that God says should be going on in my life and it's not going on in my life, then it comes back to me. Do I really believe what he said? Do I believe that if the assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, I can see Jesus' works, they're evident all through here, then, now listen to what he says, that I do, he will do also and greater works. Now, does it mean your miracles are going to be more spectacular than Jesus? No, you know. But if you think about this, folks, for just a second, Jesus was one man Walked on the earth doing miracles for three years. Now, if all of us was doing the works of Jesus, and we've been walking with the Lord 30, 40, 50, 60 years, then let's just take all of us combined in here today could surpass the miracles Jesus did in just a few months. So why wouldn't that transform this whole region and area? If believers just did what we read. But here's what happens so often. We see things happen in church. But you've got to remember, Jesus... Now, I have people ask this all the time. Do you ever pray for unbelievers? I said, yeah, I pray for healing for them, first thing. You say, why would you do that? Because everybody Jesus healed were unbelievers. He hadn't been to the cross yet. So they couldn't be saved. So everybody Jesus healed were not believers. But healing brought them to believing that he was Messiah. So that's why unbelievers get healed a lot of times quicker than believers. Because God's trying to show them how much he loves them and cares for them. And healing's not based upon because they will receive him as their Savior. He heals them because he loves people. No matter if they're in fellowship with him or out of fellowship with him, because his ultimate goal is to bring them in fellowship with him. So, see, healing's not based upon their works, but on his. Do you know I've prayed for people that didn't even believe that Jesus could heal them, and he healed them? Now, that's what's awesome. They'll even look like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't even do it something like that (laughs) i was out street with us and one time walked by a a courtyard or courthouse two girls sitting there me and this other guy walked by and they go what are you guys out here doing i said well we're telling people about jesus oh well i noticed one of them just a snot running out of her nose she's coughing got the you can tell she's got the flu or something I said, uh, oh, so you don't want to hear about Jesus? No, you move on. I said, I'll tell you something, hon. She said, what's that? And I said, if God heals you right now, would you let me talk to you about Jesus? Yeah, sure. Split seconds. Her friend looks at her and goes, hello? Like that. She goes, what? And she goes, you're not snotting anymore, and, and you're not coughing, and how do you feel? And she went, I feel great. Well, the girl that was asking her the question screamed and ran off. And she ran into the bushes. Well, the one girl that was sitting there healed, I looked at her and I said, Now, you told me I could tell you about Jesus. I said, God just healed you. Now, would you receive Christ as your Savior? And she says, Yes, I will. (laughs) She gets saved. Her friend's peeking out of the bushes. We look over at her and I said, Honey, you can come back over here. She's good. She goes, Come over here. you got to hear this. They both get saved. Come to find out they were runaways from a girl's home that was right down the road. So I told her. I said, "She." I said, "How about we walk you over there and and let them know that you guys snuck out tonight?" She goes, "Oh, she's gonna be mad." I said, "Well, let's go." I said, "I'll tell her." So we get over there. The lady answers the door, and she goes, "Where'd you find them two girls?" I said, "They're sitting down at the courthouse." I said, "But let me share something with you." She said, "What's that?" I said, "They both got saved tonight." And that lady went, "Praise the Lord!" Like that, I said, "What?" She goes, "I've been praying for these two girls." I said, well, listen, God healed, and then, and, they're, and they're both, they're sitting there crying, she's crying, they're all hugging each other. But, folks, healing is the calling card you have to bring the message of salvation. Because when God came to save us, it wasn't without just saving our spirit. It was about saving the whole person, setting us free in every area. I mean, you just heard it from pastor. It was like setting us free what? Spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, worry-free. Amen? Man, what a great thing. We've gotten ourselves into a great thing, but we don't tell enough people about it. Listen to this. The latest statistic is this. 67% of all born-again believers say they believe in Jesus. Don't know what the Great Commission is. They don't know. If you ask them, they say, I think there's 10 of them. They don't know. So here's the thing. If you don't know what you're supposed to be doing, you won't do it. And if churches aren't telling people what to do, as far as what's your responsibility now as a believer? Act like Jesus. I mean, we even tried to get bracelets, WWJD. I got so sick of that, I was going, you know, like, listen, I know what Jesus would do. He's looking at us, but what are you going to do? It's pretty evident. You can follow what Jesus would do in every situation. But no, the question is, what am I going to do? Am I going to do those same things? Or am I just going to read those as great little stories and great little things to share with kids and say, Jesus went about healing people? No. Or am I actually going to go out and do it? See, Jesus, you know, this, let me just show you an instance right here. This is where we'll quit today, but, yeah, you know, I'm, and every good minister says that. You know it's a good hour. So, anyway, here we go. Okay. Mark chapter 1. Look what happens when Jesus comes on the scene. And like I said, this ain't nothing new. You've read this before, but just look what happens. Now, put yourself in church people's position right here. Okay. So, Jesus, how many of you know, this is not the first time Jesus has been to a synagogue. He went to the synagogue all the time. But this is the first time he shows up in the power of the Holy Spirit. Because he just went into the wilderness. The Spirit led him there. Then when it comes out, he says he came out in the power of the Spirit. So, this time when he enters the synagogue, everything's different. <laughs> okay? But for 400 years, they haven't heard from God. For 400 years, after, in the book of Malachi, God signs off. And you know what God says? He says, you say you're bored with me? Well, I'm bored with you. Now, it's pretty bad when you can bore God. Here you're talking about the source of all joy, source of all hope, source of all everything, happiness, and yet you're boring him to death. How were they boring him? With their worship. See, it's one thing to do this. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house oh, Lord. How many you know we get so familiar with worship? We can get so familiar with the Word. We can get so familiar with everything that it's just, oh, well, you know, I, I know what he's going to say. I, I know what's going to happen here. Yeah, I know what's going to happen, yeah. Well, this is what had happened with the synagogue because it's interesting. In the Old Testament, it was always called, even with the feast. Ever notice this in the Old Testament? It was called like the feast of the Lord, the feast of God, the feast of, you know, even in the synagogue of the Lord. In the New Testament, it was called the feast of the Jews. The synagogue of the Jews. You know why? It wasn't God's anymore. They took it over. How many churches today... Have not allowed God to run the church. But they can do it. Because they can show God how to do it. God let us show you how to do this. Oh we can grow a big church. We can do all this. We, we'll show you how it's done. That's why they don't let tons of interpretation come forth. That's why they don't have healings. That's why they don't do those things. We don't, we don't do those things around here. We're trying to grow our church. Well, isn't that interesting. The very thing that God said would grow the church. We don't do anymore. Isn't it weird? I'm talking about a lot of churches. They just don't do it. And you're like going, what's wrong? We forgot God has a pattern. He's got a way of doing it for the following. Well, here it was 400 years. The only thing that come unscathed out of that 400 years was a religion. They were still doing all their sacrifices. They were still doing all their, every, all their ceremonies the way they had always done them. And they didn't realize God wasn't even there. How many churches today, folks, across the world, let's just say in the United States, are having church today and God's not there? There is someone who shows up at every service and it's the devil. And if you're not preaching Christ or doing that, listen, why would the devil bother your church if you're not doing anything God wants you to do? Why would he bother it? He'll just let you destroy it yourself. See, the devil's a deceiver. He's a liar, but he's also smart in that he knows something. If you're destroying something that God wants to build, he'll let you do it. He won't have to do anything. But if you're doing what God called you to do, guess what? There's going to be opposition every time you turn around. Why? Because if you're not running into the devil, you're running with him. Just the way it is. And so here, this synagogue's getting ready to have their normal service. And then Jesus walks in under the power of the Holy Spirit. And it says in verse 21, Then they went to Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. This word for astonished means to completely be knocked out of your senses by a sense, a great sense of joy, are all. And all of a sudden. Not as the scribes. But he taught them as one having God given authority. Now. There were, was a man in the synagogue. Now this man had always been there. But now all of a sudden. The power of God shows up. In the synagogue with an unclean spirit and he cried out saying let us alone. What have we to do with you Jesus of Nazareth? In other words he addresses him as Jesus of Nazareth. Did you come to destroy us? Folks if the church would ever get this. When you show up under the power of God the enemy is already defeated. He said did you show up to destroy us? Is that why you're here? Think about what a defeat that is. Think about if you play on a football team and your team was so good that as you went, took the field, the other team said, are you guys here to beat us?
1: Just tell us now. Because really, my mom won't have to wash the uniform then. We will just give up. What would that be like? All of a sudden you're like, yeah, we're actually here to beat you. And we're going to beat you so bad your mom won't recognize you when you get home.
0: But the church watches all these movies. Oh, they see what it's like to cast out a devil. Oh, man, you got to get him in a Full Nelson and you got a body slam. I remember the first time I had to cast out a devil. Oh man, I'm, i listen, I'm serious man. I am getting myself worked up. I'm doing stretching exercise. I'm doing, I'm doing everything I can. It's like, well, I don't do that now. Okay. And I want to get back up. Okay. But, but I'm doing all my stretches. I'm pushing. I'm like, okay. All right. I'm ready. So I get there to the house. The lady goes, uh, he's in there on the bed. And I was like, okay. She said, I think there's something wrong with him. I go around the corner. and He's up on all fours. He's foaming at the mouth, growling like a dog. I step back out. I said, definitely something wrong with him. <laughs> I am working my way up. I'm like, I'm, I prayed in the spirit. Man. I'm like selling cars and everything. You know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, man. I go around that corner, I said, in the name of Jesus, and plop, plop, plop. And he's sitting on the edge of the bed. He said, hey, Steve, how are you doing? Oh. I said, well, I'm doing fine. In my mind, I'm thinking, Lord, now I thought there was God, I'm a little put out. Because I thought we were going to get some WWE going in here. Is that it? He's like, that's it? I said, that was kind of like, you know, it's kind of like cheating him. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, well, Mike, how are you doing? Well, man, that's the quickest I ever came off of DTs. I said, Mike, that wasn't DTs. I said, you fool with devil. I said, I was? I said, yeah. I said, you want it to go? He goes, yeah. We prayed. I said, you want to accept Christ? Yeah. He came ex- accepted Christ. Amen. Amen. And it was over in just a few minutes. And I kind of walked out. And I was like, kind of. Well, man. And the Lord said, you had the best weapon. I said, what's this? In the name of Jesus. Amen. You ever see Jesus wrestling anybody? Nope. nope. Matter of fact, this devil comes out and says, we know you're here to destroy us. Listen, I mean, wouldn't that just be, that'd be hilarious, I think. I'd love to have been there, Okay. He says, we know you're here to the us. I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, be quiet. Come out of him. Now, why would he tell him be quiet? He said something. He said he was a... Because we're supposed to preach the gospel, not evil spirits. Amen. Evil spirits know who he is. But God doesn't want people hearing from evil spirits. He wants them hearing from us. Amen. Amen. He says, and when in the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. Then they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority he commanded even the unclean spirits, and they obeyed him. And immediately his fame spread throughout all the region around Galilee. Now, usually we'll stop right there, but I'm this is where I'm going to finish up here. Now listen to this. Now, as soon as they had come out of the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew and James, with James and John. But Simon's wife's mother lay sick with a fever, and they told him about her at once. So he came, took her by the hand, and lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her, and she served them. Let me tell you what Jesus is trying to teach us here. Don't let this stop at church. Take it home with you he goes into their house people start getting healed yeah. think about this folks our houses should be a place for people to get healed yeah. our kids we shouldn't look at our kids and say well when we get to church Wednesday night we'll have pastor pray for you no we like get the oil out all we got's Crisco I don't care 1040 whatever it is we got it Lay hands on and pray for them. So let your kids see miracles don't just happen at church. They happen at our house. Yeah. Our house is a place of miracles. Yeah. Remember our kids started getting healed. Boy, I tell you what, God started showing us. My kids, they were just like, you know, hey, man, God can do this. You know, like, yep. See, we didn't wait till we got to church. Or we didn't wait for the man of God to come through town. Lord, am I ever sick of that. Do you know we're all the temple of the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Wherever you go, that's where church is at. This is just a building. Yeah. You're the church. So if you go to Walmart, guess what? Church is there. Yeah. If you go get gas, church is there. If you go to eat, church is there. Yeah. Wherever you are, that's where church is at. Amen. Woo-hoo. There ain't nothing like having church in Walmart. Yeah, Woo-hoo. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah if you go to Walmart, you need... They need prayer. <laughs> now listen to this, okay? <laughs> but it don't stop there. Look what it says in verse thirty-two. At evening, when the sun had set, they brought to him all who were sick and those who were demon possessed. Guess what happens? The neighbors start hearing healings happening in your house. Then they start bringing their family over and saying, "Hey, my aunt's got. Can you pray for my aunt?" "Oh, sure. Let's do it." And let me tell you what starts happening when we do this. Look what else it says. And the whole city was gathered together at the door. How would you like to have all of Manfred standing at your door saying, Hey, we heard healings happening here. You go, Well, Pastor, that's a little far-fetched. That's just it. See, because we thought that way as the church, it's kept us from doing what God wanted us to do. Did Jesus not say, if you believe in me, the works that I do, you will do also? And greater works? Yep. Then if he went to somebody's house and healed people, and you have people getting healed in your house, what makes you think your neighbors won't show up and the city won't show up? Yep. People start getting healed, and people start getting set free of diseases, and guess what? They will look for you. Guess what? People come up and ask us. They tell me, and Susie, pray for us that we might get pregnant. Why? Because they've heard about us praying for people that might get pregnant. Matter of fact, I had a lady at Grace Fellowship one time came up to me and said, stop. <laughs> I said, you need to clarify that there's people standing around. There are several things I do that you'd probably want me to stop. You know, I'm a man.
1: <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> Some of you got it. Some of you get it. Some of you get it on the way home. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> As soon as your husband does it. Okay. Now here's the thing. She said, stop praying that I'll get pregnant. Well, I looked and she had a baby on this side, a baby on this one, two hanging on, and then two hanging on those. She said, we couldn't get pregnant and you prayed we'd get pregnant. She said, my husband can't even look at me. I said, well, okay, but you didn't say how many. She said, okay, all right, this is it. So you want me to pray for you that you won't get pregnant? She said, yes, please. And I said, Lord, you know what she can handle? She said, no, no, no. Uh Uh-uh. She said, I want you to pray. Stop. I said, is your husband in agreement with this? She said, uh-huh. I said, where is he at? And said, hiding back there. <laughs> I said, okay. So I said, okay, Lord, she's wanting to stop. So you give us the desires of our heart. But see, when people find out about that, they'll, they'll ask you, you know, like, can you pray for us? And sure, you know. Because me and Susie, we had no problem having kids. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, I'll put it this way. I had no problem having kids. <laughs> I wasn't going through it <laughs> I thought it was great oh I just love that today oh this is the new thing <laughs> they will come up to you we're pregnant <laughs> I looked at the guy and I said no you're not no you wait till it gets about 7th 8th month she'll prove to you you're not pregnant mm-hmm. she'll look at you and go don't say that one more time you're having a good old time You're getting to eat all the things I get to eat. But you ain't hauling this around. Right? So see, Susie and I, you know, we had no problem. We didn't know God would bless that with other people. But he does. And so here's the the cool thing about that. When people find out people are getting healed in your house, what if the whole city shows up? Now listen to this. And they, the whole city was gathered together at the door. Then he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. Verse 35, it don't stop there. Now in the morning, when, in the morning having risen long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. And when they found him, they said to him, everyone is looking for you. Folks, let me tell you what our responsibility of the church is. For everybody to be looking for Jesus. Isn't that awesome? Everybody's looking for you. How would you like the whole city to just be looking for Jesus? We're looking for Jesus. Where's he at? It's kind of like Elvis used to sing. Oh, now I'll change the words. If you're looking for Jesus, just look in my face. If you're looking for Jesus, you've come to the right place. Because if we're doing the things He did and they're looking for Jesus, they should see Him in us. I prayed for a guy in Walmart one time, 94 years old. He started to cry. And when I got done, he said, I'm 94. I've never had anybody pray for me ever in my life. I said, you're kidding me. And he said, nope. I said, are you a believer? He goes, yeah, yeah, I've read the Bible through about five or six times. Where do you go to church? He goes, I don't. He's 94. I said, why don't you go to church? He said, I've never been asked. I said, you've never been asked to go to church? He said, nope. So I figured they didn't want me. You know what the number one response of people who don't go to church is? I've never been asked. Never had anybody to ask me to church. Now let me share something with you because I am pretty ticked off right now. At most of you. Probably not my wife. But the rest of you I am because I had a birthday last December 18th and none of you showed up. <laughs> not even, not even Betty Bell showed up and I've known him. He didn't even show up. And I want to know why. Let me just pick somebody out. Why didn't you come? You wouldn't ask. So how did he even know I had a birthday if I didn't ask him to come? So, see, folks, it makes sense. If people aren't coming, maybe it's because nobody's asked them. Amen? So all we have to do is ask. But, see, here's what was interesting. This is what the guy said when I got ready to leave. He goes, I just realized something. And I said, what's that? And he said, you did what Jesus did in the Bible. You came to me. And you asked me if I could pray for you. And you prayed for me the way Jesus prayed for people. And I said, yeah. Then he asked me another question. I'm not saying this because of me. I'm just saying this was my experience. This is what he asked me. He said, why don't more people do that? And I said, I don't know. He said, it just makes sense if people did that. More people would be getting helped. Ain't that weird the way it goes right along with this message? It's like if we believe what Jesus and we believe in Jesus, the works that He did, we'll do also and greater works than these. Then He associated that with what Jesus did, and God was teaching me the whole time, folks. I don't do that every time I go into Walmart. Hey, let me pray for you. Hey, I'm the man. Although when I walk in Walmart, I do hear this da 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 da. That's right, Elvis is in the building. No, and I wish I did do it every time. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying the times that I have, I've realized God wants to do that all the time. Sometimes you're just too lazy or too dumb to do it. Okay, now listen to this. He says, everyone is looking for you. And it says, when they found him, they said, everyone is looking for you, verse 38. But he said to them, let us go into the next towns. (laughs) Folks, eventually you're going to run out of people to reach in this town. If everybody's doing what Jesus told them to do, it wouldn't take you long to reach everybody in town. Then you have to go, well, if they're not doing it in the next town over, we'll go to the next town. What does that line up with? When you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and then the uttermost parts. God spoke to me one time, and he said, most of the problem is, we try to reach the uttermost parts before we preach Jerusalem. And he said, let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also, because for this purpose I came forth. And he was preaching in their synagogue throughout all Galilee. And what? Casting out demons. Isn't it sad that the place Jesus had to go to cast out demons was in his church? Wasn't it sad that he had to cast out demons in every synagogue he went to? And folks, let me tell you something. God is wanting to do some miraculous things. Hey, these last days, listen, we're living in the last days. This is it. But he needs all of us doing what he's called us to do. This morning, I want to ask this question right here. And uh, Pastor, I don't know, do you have somebody that comes up and plays or something? Whenever, Yeah, if they can come up. Whoever comes up or whatever. I forgot to ask him how it goes at the end. Of course, I never know how it's going to go at the end. But here's what I want to ask you, okay? And I know we do it this way a lot of times. We say, everybody bow your heads and all that kind of stuff. I'm a big believer in this. When you stand up for Jesus, you need to do it in front of everybody. He, he, He went to the cross for you and was a spectacle in front of everybody. Why not just stand up for him if you want to receive Christ into your life this morning? Say you never have, or you don't know for sure if you're saved or not. If that's you, would you put your hand up real high? Anybody up? Anybody, just say, that's me. I want to accept Christ. Or I want to get back in fellowship with him. Sometimes that happens. Okay, anybody. Because listen, I'll be honest with you. The message I preach this morning is more for believers than it is anything. But we're at church, it should be. The majority of people getting saved should happen out there. should happen when we leave these four walls we bring them to church with us next sunday and say hey pastor these people just accepted jesus because that's where the witnessing takes place this right here is for training this right here just to wake us up a little bit and get us going this is also a place where you get encouraged you get built up this is also a place too where god brings healing for his believers and sometimes that can be a physical healing. Sometimes it can be emotional. Sometimes it can be whatever, spiritual. It can be a number of different things. Sometimes God will give me something specific to pray for, you know, like this morning about knees, you know, like that. And God's still healing, healing knees. So if your knees are sore, you start moving them around. If you have to stand up and check them, you know what I'm saying? God will do that. But one area God's been healing a lot of here lately, and I don't know why. I mean, I don't really understand. You know, I don't really understand that altogether. But He's been healing a lot of people with ringing in their ears. It's just it's wild, you know. I we were in in God's uh, City, Kansas, and and God said He I want to heal ringing in the ears. Thirty-two people come forward. I was thinking maybe one or two. Thirty-two people, and I was like going, Wow in the world you know and I know God's been doing that a lot lately so I don't know if there's just a rash of that or what's been happening but if you've been having ringing in the ears I want you to just if you would just place your hand on your ears okay we're going to pray right now okay Father in the name of Jesus I just pray that ringing in the ears would leave in the name of Jesus for Father I thank you you heal us you set us free Father I thank you it's done right now in Jesus name in Jesus' name, Amen, Amen. Okay. Now, just check. It. Anybody noticed a, a difference right away with your ears? If you did, just do this, you know, like that. Okay, good. Now, what you're going to notice by the end of the service, you'll notice this. You'll just notice all of a sudden it just like one guy came up to me the last service we was at. He, we had two services. He came that night and he said, "When I, I if he said, "When I left, it was a little bit better." But he said, we were at home, and we were just goofing around. All of a sudden, I went, wait a minute. My ears aren't ringing anymore. He said, it just happened. It just all of a sudden, it just went. So that's what's going to happen with you. I believe that whenever God tells us that, I believe that's going to happen. Okay? Somebody in here, you need prayer for healing for this. Okay? Let's just do this. Okay, if you need prayer for healing, come on up here. We're just going to pray for you real quick here. Okay? Don't take long. You don't have to spend a lot of time. But if you need prayer for healing, just make your way up here and, and we'll just see. God will do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I might not do things the way pastor does them and all that. It just This is just the way I pray for people. And so, hey, it just... If it's a lady, I'll have my wife come up and pray with me, you know, and stuff. So, okay. All right. Y'all just stretch your hands out this way and just pray for them, you know. Now, if it's something you don't want to say out loud, you know, you just let me know. And you can just whisper or whatever. You know, we'll, okay. All right. Hey, hon, can you come up? Okay. My wife's so good, she brought me a mint. <laughs> 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 she wants it to be the spirit for sure, not my breath <laughs> okay, is it something you can say or okay, yeah, um,
1: it's for myself and also for one of my students okay.
2: Neck and shoulder.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's cool because God healed my shoulder. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, so we speak healing. The neck, Father, the yeah. shoulder. Father, we thank you for healing completely. Pain, you have to go. Discomfort, in Jesus' name. Move it around a little bit and tell me what's going on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh mm-hmm. huh. Right, right. Okay. Is it still hurting right there? Yeah, okay. Okay, all right. Well, then that's something you'll check later. Just check it and see, okay, because it's not hurting. So you just check it. Do whatever you couldn't do before when you get home or whatever, okay? All right. Hey, Brian. You had what? life. Okay. Okay, all right. Just lift up your hands, okay? Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we speak over these knees, Father, right now, in Jesus' name. Father, whatever has to be repaired, whatever has to be replaced, Father, yeah, healing right now, in Jesus' name. Healing right now, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Pain, you have to go. Discomfort, you have to go now, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Just stay there for a minute, brother. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. All right. Put your hand right there in her lower back. Okay. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, healing in that lower back, Father. Complete restoration. In Jesus' name. Pain, go. Now, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Move around a little bit and tell me what's going on. That's great, isn't it? Awesome (laughs) There's um, also the Lord told me There's somebody you're praying for Somebody pretty close to you Okay, And uh, we're going to pray Father, right now in the name of Jesus We agree in prayer with her Yes. Deliverance right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Set free in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: All right. <laughs> okay. Hi. Yes. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So we're just going to pray for God to do an overhaul. Okay. Just lift up your hands to Him, okay? Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, right now, healing. Yep, there it is. Yep. From the top of her head to the bottom of her feet. Yes, that's it. That's it. Whoa. Okay, there you go. Right there. That's it. That's it. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Check something that you... It's probably bothering you or whatever. Tell me what's going on. Nope.
2: <laughs> nope.
0: <laughs> Nope's better than yep. You know, okay. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Hallelujah. Let me go back to my brother here. Father, in the name of Jesus... Brother, I'm just going to tell you what I saw whenever I looked at you and you had your hands out. The Lord said, not only is he bringing healing to you, but you're going to bring healing to others. He said, don't be afraid to lay hands on the sick see them recover. You don't have to be perfect for God to use you. You just have to be obedient and be willing to be used. And Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Move your, move your legs a little bit and tell me what's going on.
1: Huh? Still hurt, yeah. 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 Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, you ever been filled with the Holy Spirit speaking tongue? All right, lift up your hands. All right. God's just gonna. What's God's gonna do? Okay. You think that the only time you can sense this is when you come to church. But God said, you're going to be in the middle of the store. You're going to be walking around. You're going to be out there. All of a sudden, the power of God is just going to be all over you. And you're just going to know, God, you're here with me, you know, all right? And then he's going to bring you across people's path. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you and praise you for my brother, Father. Yeah. God says you just got to forgive, forgive yourself. God said you're going to experience a freedom that just just escapes you at times. But God said it's not going to escape you this time. Freedom right now in Jesus' name. Peace that passes all understanding. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Just stay there and worship Him. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I just pray for my brother. I I speak healing in his back. I come against that pain. And, Father, I thank you for those nerves, Father God, to be corrected. And his back to be corrected the way it needs to be, Father God. We come against his pain. We command it to go in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, I know there's no way to check that until nighttime but let pastor know what's going on you know okay all right hallelujah what is it? allergies okay all right father right now in the name of Jesus I curse these allergies right now in the name of Jesus and command them to go and I thank you and praise you for your healing power to flow from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet father I thank you for opening up his airway so he can breathe father in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus. Just, just take in some deep breaths, okay? Thank you, Jesus. How does that feel? Good. Much better.
1: <laughs>
0: I, breathing's a lot better than not being able to breathe, amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. Hey, sister. Yes. Lower
2: back pain, Okay, okay.
0: Lower back pain. All right. Father, right now in the name of Jesus. Yeah, you're gone right there. Pain has to go right now in Jesus' name. Pain, you have to go right now in the name of Jesus. Arthritis, go. Go right now in Jesus' name. Go right now in Jesus' name. Stiffness, we command it to be loosed. Loose her and let her go in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. My sister, move around a little bit and tell me what's going on. Okay. Go ahead. Better now. Okay, let's go. Listen, Jesus had to pray for people different times. If I have to pray for you ten times to get you better, that's a that's good. Yeah, Amen. Yeah, All right. It, yeah. Father, right now in the name of Jesus. Right now in Jesus' name. Back. Loosen up. Right now in Jesus' name. Pain. Go. 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 In the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus. Now bend over and struggle. Okay. It's better now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Amen. Hi.
1: What do you need for? All right.
0: We just had a guy healed of that. He had bad feet, yeah. And uh, God, I mean, by the time he got home, he was just walking all over the place. And same thing. Feet hurt all the time. Nerves in his feet and everything. And he's doing great. And so, all right. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, heal our sister, Father God. I thank you right now. Those shingles have to go now in the name of Jesus. The feet, Father, I thank you for touching her feet. Heal No pain, no tingling, no hurting in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Normal right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, move your feet a little bit. Do whatever you got to do to kind of test them out a little bit. All right? Just tell me. Okay. Huh? (laughs) Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. And Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you and praise you. For your healing power. Healing power right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Pain go in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hey, honey, keep praying for her. And then I'm going to be right here. Yeah. Okay. What you do to just hurt it? Yes. Okay okay all right okay okay mm-hmm. okay 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 father right now in the name of jesus i pray for my brother's foot his ankle father god in the name of jesus father we thank you for complete total healing yes right now in jesus name healing right now in that ankle in jesus name in jesus name Jesus name you stay right there but just move it around a little bit and to see what changes that hey brother how are you doing okay okay father we just stand in agreement for his father Lord we pray for his heart father and we pray you do a healing in his heart in the name of Jesus father we thank you for a complete and total healing and father we thank you it's done. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. amen, amen. Let us hear how he's doing, okay? All right, what's his name? Raleigh. R- uh, Raleigh. I'll, I'll keep praying for him, too, okay? Right. How we doing, brother? It doesn't, it doesn't hurt. Okay, that's awesome. Okay. So that means you're on the road to recovery, okay? And uh, we're going to speak complete and total healing over that ankle, that foot, Father God, I thank you all the feeling to come back. Father, I thank you right now. He's going to be able to bend his foot the way it's created to bend. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let me know how it's doing after service too, okay? Because if the pain's gone, that means the healing process has started for you. Okay? All right? Awesome. How we doing, man? You doing good? (laughs) He's just enjoying breathing. He's like, yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. God bless you. All right. Pastor, are we doing all right so far? Okay. Hello. How are you doing? You're just enjoying everything, aren't you? Oh, that's your mother in law right there. Okay. All right. <laughs> and so we're going to pray for you. All right. And you said again, what's going on? Okay. Okay. So the thyroid thing. Okay. 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 Okay, all right. Raise up your hands, and then we're praying for one of your students. You said, okay. And I, I, I remembered a little bit what you said, but we'll, we'll stay in agreement with you after this. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we speak that thyroid issue. We command it to be healed completely. The Father, I thank you. There's food; she's going to be able to eat that she hadn't been able to eat before. Father, I thank you and praise you for healing her completely and totally in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you it's done. Praise you it's done in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, you know about the only way to test that is to eat something you couldn't eat before. (laughs) I Man, that's about the way you, that, that, that's it. And so we've had a lot of people do that, and then they go and eat something. We had this one lady at this one meeting. She went, <laughs> she went right to a place where she wanted to eat, but she hadn't been able to eat for years. And she ate and didn't have one issue, you know, like that. That's so all the same type of thing, okay? And then we're going to agree with your, uh, for your student, okay? And Father, she has a student that, Father God, we stand in agreement with Lexi. Father God, that she is totally healed in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that you would put your healing hand, stretch out your hand to heal this little girl in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you it's done. Praise you it's done, Father God. And her body lines up with your word. You created our bodies, Father God, to function correctly. Now, Father, whatever has to be corrected in that body, Father, we thank you you're going to do it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Amen. We expect a good report from that, too. Amen. Got somebody you need prayer for there? Oh, isn't that cute? She said she asked if little people could be prayed for.
1: Yeah. What's her name? Sailor? Sailor. Grace.
0: Sailor? Sailor. Sailor. Okay, because our little granddaughter named Sailor. Sailor. Uh, yeah, let's pray for her. Now, does she have any issues? She just wants prayer. Yeah, okay. All right. Father, we just pray for Selah, Father God. We just speak blessings over her. Father, we thank you for doing great things in her life. Father, we thank you for using her, Father, to reach other kids with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for your healing power to flow through her. When she lays hands on the sick, they shall recover. Father, we thank you for for her faith and for her desire to want to be prayed for. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. amen. 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 Awesome. That's awesome. It's awesome when kids want to be prayed for. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Well, again, Pastor Greg, thank you so much. And thank you, church. Uh, all I got to say is everything I witnessed here today, you guys, uh, it's awesome. You know, keep doing what you're doing. Amen. God bless you.
2: Hallelujah. Oh, my God. Well, before we close out, we want to give you an opportunity to invest in this wonderful ministry. It has been a great blessing to us today. How many have been blessed by the ministry? Amen. Hallelujah. So the same way that uh, Jesse told you to give, you can give through those various options and means uh, just by putting guest speaker or Steve or whatever. And uh, we'll make sure that 100% goes to that ministry. So we're going to have the ushers stand, I'm going to pray over this offering, then we're going to release them to take it up, and then after they take it up, I'm going to sing a song, and then we'll be dismissed. That always gets them, that always gets them, it's always good for a little laugh. Father, in Jesus' name, we give you praise, we thank you for what you're doing in our midst today, in the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Father God, that uh, every one that was prayed for is totally restored and healed. And strong in the name of Jesus. And we just give liberally to a person who has given of what God has done within him to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, I encourage you as you leave. If you have served with us for the past year in any capacity, we're going to have a special banquet for you. You can uh, sign up at the uh, guest services. Make sure that you sign up. We're going to have a good spread uh, of Spam sandwiches for every Fried Spam sandwiches for everybody. Delicious, delicious stuff. And Vienna sausages on the side, so it's very good. Amen, with barbecue sauce. Okay, so it's my specialty. I just wanted to bless you. Amen. But it's going to be a good time. We're going to have Dr. Bell with us, and uh, praise God, always good to have Dr. Bell with us, encouraging us in the ministry of helps. Amen. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. And then the 27th, as they're continuing to take up the offering, we're going to be starting our fall series called Disclosure. And uh, Disclosure is going to be about the current events that are going on. Uh, matched with eschatology in the scripture and we're going to see does the bible talk about the crazy things that we're seeing today i submit to you that it is an astounding yes far more than you could ever imagine and that's the goal of disclosure is to show you these things so i'm not going to be putting these on youtube nor on facebook because i will be banned very quickly so we're going straight to the website with these and straight with the I Campus, and those are the only two places you'll be able to watch these if you're watching and you watch instead of come here physically it's the only place you're going to be able to see them and we really as we progress down the road we need to go towards the website now i know some of you like you know the convenience of facebook and stuff but that stuff is getting far more restrictive than you can ever imagine especially when it comes to the gospel so we need to go start directing our interactions towards our own personal website so we're going to be putting up um, QR codes around here in the next uh, week or two and you can be able to access our website because that's where majority of the information we're going to start directing you towards the website because we're going to have uh, all kinds of information for you all kinds of that, that cannot be done on YouTube it's amazing that YouTube can you know, manipulate and take away messages, but they are doing it quite often, and uh, Facebook is horrible at it, so we're going to, you know, I want to use Facebook and YouTube to reach the loss, so I want to continue to do that, but I'm not going to get us strikes so that we do not have that option. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we're going to go, we're going to direct towards that. So God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.